TKM Incorporated in Moss, Tennessee is a construction company that specializes in erosion control, seeding, and soil, hydro seeding, hydro mulch, minor excavation, and silt fence. They also provide traffic control and construction signs. Their business is keeping people safe, but their passion, their mission, is they wish that all men could be saved. TKM has adopted the nickname, The King's Men, because as they serve you, they also serve the King. If they could provide any of their services for you, please contact them at 931-243-3958. That is 931-243-3958. Or you can contact them on the net at tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. That is tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. TKM Incorporated is a sponsor of Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. SJL General Contractor specializes in asphalt, demolition, concrete finishing, and heavy hauling. This family owned business is licensed in Alabama and Tennessee. You can contact them for any of your construction needs, 931-433-4660. That is 931-433-4660 or three W's and a dot sjnl.com, www.sjnl.com. SJNL General Contractor is a sponsor of Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. When I got my purple belt, I decided that I would take a year and teach Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu out of my garage. Now, a a few caveats about my purple belt. Uh, Number one, I never expected to have a purple belt. When we first started training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, we didn't even know any ranked players. The highest ranked guy we'd ever seen uh, outside of, you know, Johnny Lee Smith uh, running his gym and meeting Hickson Gracie one time was this blue belt came over from Atlanta and trained with us. And, and, you know, if we'd, if we'd met a purple belt, it would have been, you know, equivalent to seeing Jesus walk on the water. So I never expected to have a purple belt. And, and again, another caveat about my purple belt is is I'm, an, I'm not a competition level purple belt. These guys that do competitions, they're a different kind of animal. They're a different kind of mindset. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a mediocre jujitsu student. I'm not an expert at anything. But that purple belt meant something to me. When, when we first started training, we, we didn't know any ranked players. You know, the highest ranked guy we knew was Johnny Lee Smith because he owned the gym. And I got a chance to, to go to Coleman one time and shake hands with Hickson Gracie. I never got to train with Hickson. I just got to meet him. And then we had a blue belt from Atlanta that would come over and train with us some. And, and so in those early, early days, it was, you know, beyond even our wildest imaginations to have a blue belt, much less at some point in your life, have a purple belt. You can watch my Purple Belt promotion. Brandon was very benevolent and made a little YouTube video. Just Google Lonnie Jones Purple Belt. But anyway, I decided that I would take a year and and teach Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu out of my garage. Now, the summer that I got my Purple Belt, I had guys coming over and helping me drill. My next-door neighbor, Shay, 
uh, Stephen Weber, Troy Farmer. <laughs> we were in North Carolina one time and I was, I was doing these drills and I had to turn in 200 reps. And uh, I told Ben, I said, Hey, Ben Hayes, uh, I, I owe 25 reps on this class that I'm taking. And we cleared out a hotel room and he let me do an inverted entry into a triangle joke in this hotel room. It was terrible, but a lot of guys helped me get through these classes and do these things. And so when I got my purple belt, I was going to, I was going to teach private lessons out of my garage. Uh, in the old, old days, you could open your own gym if you had a purple belt. That's not true anymore. Uh, there are so many black belts around that you, you kind of, it's kind of expect that you have a black belt to, to be a gym owner or, or to, to run a gym. But I started working out with a young man named Wesley Widener. And you've heard me talk about Wesley before. And, and, and Wesley's the son of one of my dearest friends. Uh, in fact, Wesley has a brother named Riley. And I, I think the world... Of, of both of those young men and especially their dad and their mom. Uh, but Wesley would come over and every day that he was at, he was coming over on Thursday nights. And, and, and every time he was there, we would be rolling around on the mat or doing some drills or just, you know, sparring or something. Well, he'd get up and, and, and walk over to the garage wall. And I've got this old stopwatch that hangs there. And he would get it and, and look around at it. Now, I bought this stopwatch when I bought my rock climbing simulator. I, I, I have this, it's called a Metolius simulator. It's a molded polymer and resin sand thing. And it's got these hand grips. And and, in, and working out with this thing, you hang. And, and you hang 20 seconds from the big holes. And you hang 15 seconds on the medium-sized hole. And you hang 7 seconds on the little bitty holes. And you basically are training your finger and your forearm strength. And you hang to failure. And I had this elaborate system of bungee cords set up so that it would assist me in holding on to the little stuff. And I would hang this old stopwatch up and start it and, and time myself in these hangs. Well, I hadn't been using that stopwatch and had been using that fingerboard for, for a number of months because I only do that when, when Troy and I are really climbing hard. But every week that we were in the gym, uh, Wesley would get up and, and go mess with this old watch. Well, I told Jackie one night at supper, I said, you know, I said, I don't think this young man's ever seen a watch like this. It's an old analog stopwatch. And uh, I said, I just, I think he's fascinated with it. You know, it's an antique. He's working out in the gym with an antique dude. And, and I have an antique stopwatch. I said, next week when he gets up and starts messing with it, I'm just going to give it to him. I'm just going to let him have this old stopwatch of mine. And so sure enough, the next week rolls around and Wesley's there and, and we're working out and we're training. I, I don't even know if it's in the middle of a round or something. We take a break and sure enough, he walks over to the wall and he picks up this old stopwatch and he's looking at it. And I said, do you like that stopwatch? It, you, you seem to be fascinated with it. Tell you what, why don't you take it home? It's my gift to you. And he looked at me like I'd grown a second head. He goes, no. I don't like this stopwatch. It has an alarm that goes off every week and it bugs me to death. <laughs> My stopwatch had some kind of preset alarm and it would go off every week and I couldn't hear it. Wesley could hear it, but my hearing is so bad, I couldn't hear this watch beeping. And so week after week after week after week, this alarm is going off and it was driving this young man insane. And I couldn't hear the watch alarm, but Wesley couldn't hear the watch ticking. And and what I mean by he couldn't hear the watch ticking is I knew that my time working out with him and us spending these Thursday afternoons was limited. First of all, I knew our training was going to be interrupted when he joined the police academy. 
because you couldn't actively roll and be in the police academy because you know you don't want to get somebody hurt just goofing around with a, a, a sport and then ruin your career. And then I knew that after he got out of the police academy, he would have you know better opportunities to train and informal training, and he'd get involved and he would be on second or third shift. And I knew that at some point, you know, his destiny would would take him far away from hanging out with an old man in in his own garage at his house. <laughs> Little did I know that destiny was actually destiny. This, this the young lady that he married, and, and now they're going to have a baby. And and I don't want you to be sad, and I don't want Wesley to hear this and and, and think that it's sad. It, it's it's part of life. But I couldn't hear the alarm, but he couldn't hear the watch ticking. And, and, and the same is true with everything. You know, the, the first people that I taught to climb, I could, I could hear the, the clock ticking because I knew they would graduate high school and, and go on to college. I knew that when I was involved with, with my youth group and spent an incredible amount of quality time with the young men and the young ladies traveling and going and doing, the, the clock was ticking. When we moved to the house that we live in now, we call it the new house, but we've been in it 20-something years. You know, Lonnie Beth was all upset, and Dad, I don't want to move away from from the ditch that I play in and the dead log and where my pretend 40 is. And I told her, I said, honey, there's going to come a time very, very soon you won't even be playing in the backyard. Dad, I'll always play in the yard with you. No, she, she couldn't hear the clock ticking. And, and the clock is always ticking. When Jackie and I started snowboarding, I learned to snowboard when I was 40, and, and you knew there was a limited amount of time that you're going to be healthy enough or have the knees or have the hips to, to snowboard. And after she had uh, a hip surgery, we, we sold our snowboards. Now, we had great time going to the mountains every Christmas and, and on spring break, and then sometimes we'd go in fall break and be the first people on the snow, you know. But the clock was ticking because that's not a sustainable lifetime sport. When you start rock climbing, uh, the clock's ticking. There's going to be a time when you can't. Hunting and fishing with my dad. I hear the clock ticking. Dad's 86 now. I can't take him to Kill Mountain anymore. We, we, we don't walk well up those hills and down into that steep valley. The clock's ticking with Gunner. He, he's seven. And right now he'll go anywhere and do anything. Well, he was supposed to come over this weekend and, and shoot his bow. But a ball game came up. And, and at some point, hunting with me or fishing with me or hanging out with me, yeah, but Papa Jonesy, I've got a ball game. And Papa Jonesy, I've got a girlfriend. Papa Jonesy, I've got a... And, and the clock's ticking. The clock's ticking with, with me and Jackie. We'll be married 39 years this year if we both make it to December the 22nd. And and when you get married, you stand in front of the preacher and you stand in front of your friends and, and you stand in front of the loved ones and you stand in front of God and, and they say the words, till death do us part. Well, inherent in that agreement is one of us is going to leave. I can hear the clock ticking. I'm guilty of 
of looking at the clock when I do rounds in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And if I go to Decatur, sometimes those are eight-minute rounds. And, and you get out on the mat, and, and you've done several rounds, and, and you get under somebody or you get a hold of somebody, and, and they're a difficult opponent. I, I'm guilty of looking at that at that clock and, and seeing how many seconds I've got left. Uh, I roll in the police gym with the column or Jerry King, or, or Kevin Primo, and, and you look up at the clock and you think, okay, when is this, when is this going to be over? When I run, I'll, I'll have my, my clock set, and it'll say, you know, do these intervals and run for so many sustained minutes. And, and I always try to run and not look, but I always do. I look and see how many seconds I've got left, and, 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 and I, I find myself looking at the clock. Stop looking at the clock while your kids are, are babies. And, and infants, and when will this end? When will they quit crying at night? When will I be? Because in just a few short seconds, that little baby that just sits in your lap and, and snuggles with you and lets you hold them while they have the hiccups will start crawling. And they more than often crawl away from you, not towards you. And, and quit watching the clock when when your kids are, are teenagers and your life is chaos and it's difficult and you have to take them here and you have to take them there and you have to go to ball games and you have to go to tournaments and you have to go to recitals. Stop watching the clock. Stop looking at it and, and wishing it to go away, but just be mindful that it is ticking. The, the clock is ticking on, on our health. The clock is ticking on quality time we spend with each other. The clock is ticking on our ability to go and to do and to make and to have. Hey, the clock's ticking on my ability to draw it. At, at some point, my eyesight or my hands will, will fail me in just the simple task of sitting down and putting lines on the paper. The clock is ticking on making 550 guys. I remember the old gentleman in uh, Salina, Tennessee, who made the, uh, the oak baskets. And I remember shaking this 90-year-old man's hand and realizing what a grip he had. And he calls the 550 guys the woven men because he wove baskets. And I remember him telling me, I'm almost not strong enough to make my baskets anymore. And the last time that I visited with him, he said, I, I don't make baskets anymore. My hands aren't strong enough. Everything we do, the clock is ticking. There's, a, there's an expiration date on running and climbing and hunting and fishing and walking and talking and remembering and spending time and liking and loving. Don't, don't, don't let your life be consumed with envy and, and hate and resentment, failure to forgive failure to love. Don't, don't spend that time wasting that time with unfinished business. And, and, and please remember, forgiveness is not what other people owe us. It's, it's what we owe them. Because you can waste your time hating. You can waste your time resenting. You can waste your time in, in wishing someone was different. You can waste your time doing all those kinds of things. And you can miss some good opportunities. 
And you can spend so much time wishing that something was different that you don't enjoy the day that you have. You know, I remember telling you the story about me and Troy and and, and his famous <laughs> bad French accent quote, Barry, this is the day we have. It's, this is the day we have. And I can hear the clock ticking. And just because you can't hear it ticking or you don't acknowledge that it's ticking doesn't mean it's not ticking. Using the tool of shortwave radio, World Christian Broadcasting literally covers the world every day with the gospel. They use two large curtain antennas. One is located in Anchor Point, Alaska, and the other in Madagascar. They send out messages that are recorded at their international home in Franklin, Tennessee. They make available 40 hours of broadcast every day. The broadcasts are made in English, Chinese, Russian, Spanish, Portuguese, Korean, English for Africa, and Arabic. They would love for your group to visit them. You can bring your ladies group, your youth group, or your men's group. Just give them a call at 615-371-8707, 615-371-8707, or you can go to three W's and a dot, worldchristian.org, find the Donate Here button, and make a financial contribution to support this work that literally covers the world every day with the gospel. World Christian Broadcasting, in cooperation with Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. The mission of Heritage Christian University is simple. They aim to advance the churches of Christ by equipping servants through undergraduate and graduate programs. Heritage Christian University produces effective communicators of the gospel, focusing on evangelism and a commitment to scripture. Heritage Christian University is accredited by the Association for Biblical Higher Education and offers the following degrees. Associate of Arts in Biblical Studies, Bachelor of Arts in Biblical Studies, Master of Arts, Master of Ministry, and Master of Divinity. Since 1968, Heritage Christian University, formerly International Bible College, has offered affordable degrees in biblical studies, allowing graduates to thrive in their ministries without the burden of loan debt after graduation. For more information about Heritage Christian University, visit www.hcu.edu, that's three W's and a dot, hcu.edu. Heritage Christian University is a sponsor of Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure is sponsored by us. What? We sponsor ourselves? Is that even legal? Check us out on Amazon. You can have access to the titles of Pedagogue, the youth ministry book by Lonnie Jones. Cognitive Spiritual Development, A Christ-Centered Approach to Spiritual Self-Esteem. Grappling with Life, Controlling Your Inside Space, a small essay using the principles of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu to talk about psychological and emotional self-defense. If I Were a Mouse, a children's book written and illustrated by Lonnie Jones. And then The Selfish Real, a very short story about a decision. 
Also, you can check out our YouTube channel to see archived lessons and presentations from across the country, some videos with uh, rope tricks and knots. Don't forget to visit the uh, Facebook page, 550 Guys, to learn about the little rope men that we make and in, that we invented and that we make. And then be sure to click like, subscribe, and share. This is Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. Thank you.